made me love you, you bastard. And then you bought me a purse. You got me a living. But then you cheated on me. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Good evening, everybody. This is Take Two Radio Soaps in Review, and I'm David filling in for Pam, who is under the weather, and hopes to be back soon. But and we have we are missing our Carolyn, who is having a good time with her daughter out for Valentine's Day tonight. But tonight we have. Candace and Anthony joining me, and why don't all of us join together and bring on the creator of the Capital City Web Awards, Mr. Anthony Anderson. Hold on. Anthony, is that you? That is me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank I you. hope Thank that you intro. I, oh, you're welcome. I hope that intro did you proud. It did. Thank you so very much. Yeah, like if we tried to, to list now, all your accomplishments, that would take up the first <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're at it. It's too many. <laughs> well, it's thank you. I appreciate many. it. I've been working yeah, hard. Too many that to list. It's all good. I'm gonna <laughs> turn you over. Oh, Anthony, before I turn you over to Candace, I just wanted to pass on that our supervisor, Pam, is under the weather with a flu, and she's sorry she couldn't, she's missing you tonight, and uh, oh, she wanted no. to be here. Yes. Well, it's okay. We will catch up soon, I'm sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to pass you over to Candace. Sure. Yeah, it's like it's like this is just gonna be like a regular conversation that we have, minus a few words that we can't say on the show. Yes, I have to watch my mouth. <laughs> Me too. So let's just jump into it. The Capital City Web Awards. This was I'm for those. Well, everybody probably heard my big mouth. This was the event to be at last year. Oh, and thank you. You're welcome. It was amazing it was you know here's the thing there's a lot a lot of award shows you know we just got off of the oscars and you know stuff like that and you got the emmys and and the thing is is that it was so well organized it was respected like everybody you know from my standpoint everybody was cheering each other on yes they were so yes So, Anthony, for our listeners, tell us what made you wake up one day when you were fixing some pancakes and bacon. (laughs) 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 I just put that through together because I'm hungry right now. 
But um, what made you decide to create the Capital City Web Awards? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for all of those kind things to, that you just said about the award show. I, I, I took great pride in putting it together last year. Um, but what um, made me start it is, like, for those of you who may not know, I am also the creator of the digital series Anacostia. Um, we are the award winning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we are going into Make our sure you stay 11th. There. <laughs> so we're going into our 11th year this year. And um, when we first started, um, what I noticed is that uh, there were very few shows that were alongside us, few African-American shows uh, or sh- shows of color that were alongside us at some of these award shows. And, um, um, uh, and a lot of the content creators of color would always send me messages asking, what are we doing differently that they're not doing to where we're getting recognized, but they're not. And I didn't have a clear answer for them. The only thing that I could do is point them in the direction of where we were and point them in the same right. and, and, and point them to the attention of some of these other um, like award shows. And even when they would do that, um, sometimes everyone can't be nominated. Everyone can't get the Everyone can't get the attention. We we are still waiting to be um, to get our feature in Soap Opera Digest. I, I mean, everyone else, our Caucasian yeah. counterparts get get uh, features, but we don't. Um, the only thing that happened with us is that our Caucasian guest stars get talked to, but they don't talk to the creator of the show to know in, any information about the show. So. Um, I felt like there was a void missing for the content creators of color. And there were so many beautiful, beautifully done shows out there that for, that for whatever reason wasn't getting the attention. And then most of them just didn't want to submit their shows to some of these um, festivals and award shows because they felt like their content didn't matter. They felt like they didn't have a voice or that their voice wasn't being respected. And I said, you know what, part of being in a position that I'm in, it's my responsibility to open up the door for someone else because because the door was opened up for me. And had the door not been opened up for me, I wouldn't be here. So I knew what an award looked like. I knew how an award show ran. I knew the logistics of doing, of doing an award show. So I said, hey, I'm going to do one. And it just turned out that um, it was the Capital City Web Award, and we took great pride in putting the first one together. Yeah. I I mean, this – and by the way, you guys can still see the Capital City Web Awards on YouTube.com. Might as well give that yeah. shout You know, give that shout-out. <laughs> because, I mean, no, because the thing is, is that, you know, thinking on my part, like, I grew up watching the awards, and I always was – questioning certain things like how come the same people was always nominated for the yeah, well, same category well, yeah and, well we're still and then, well, we're still questioning yeah, that right and <laughs> then you know going into the digital aspect of things you know just you know on the show we all talk about it and we all watch it and there's certain shows that again you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, put anything down. It's just, it's like there's so many other shows out there that people don't know about. And you're right, Anthony. It's like 
the exposure. Like, I did not know about certain shows, and I'm just going to name drop, Tobu's, Tobu's, yeah. Tobu's, you know, <laughs> which, you know, I didn't know about those shows. I didn't know about Unconditional Love. I didn't know mm-hmm. until this, you know, the awards was announced and you saw all these, you know, shows, and it's like, well, where has this been at? Like, why right. now? Like what it's took the same so place. long? It's the same. Right. It's, it's the same place. You find them on. You find them on YouTube. You find them on Vimeo. Um, and just but but because things are the way that they are, they don't get the push that um I am. I am very grateful. I am extremely grateful right. that for whatever reason, my show got got a push. Uh, maybe it had to do when Martha Byrne from As the World Turned came came on um um a lot of people like to point that out and maybe that was the x factor that sort of came in and sort of put more eyes on our show but what about those shows that don't have a Martha Byrne attached to it right so, and 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 they're and, and and they're just as good so but they're not getting the same recognition that um my show and others receive and i just felt like um, instead of complaining about it, and instead of going on Facebook and griping about it, I just decided, hell, get off, get off your chair and go and create something. And um, yeah. I I met with the powers that be in D.C. Um, two years ago about this idea, and they kept giving me the runaround, saying, oh well, we don't. Is there is there a market for it? Um, the money that you're asking, um, is anyone going to come and stuff like that? And they were like, we'll, we'll get back to you. And that we'll get back to you turned into a whole year of nothing, of me doing nothing. Right. And then the following year, I said, screw this. I'm not, I'll do this on my own. So um, I had a little money sitting around. <laughs> so I had a little bit of money sitting around and I went, and I met with the theater. I said, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. I want to do it here. Um, and this is what I need. And they said, hey, whatever you want, you got it. And everything else literally fell into place after that. And I tell people this all the time. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be a faithful person to have faith. And, right. and when I tell you after the, after the theater said yes, so many things fell in place, one after another, one after another, one after another, one after another. And um, literally up to the day before, no, the Wednesday before the starting of the show, our editor, who was editing all of the uh, nomination pieces, his dad, um, his dad got into a um, horrible car accident in Chicago. So he was eighty five. He was eighty five percent done of putting everything together, and he called and he said, "Anthony, I don't know what to do because my father was in the accident. I have to go to Chicago this evening. None of this stuff is. I'm not gonna be able to finish." I'm like, "Oh my God, what what am I gonna do? <laughs> what am I gonna do? It's Wednesday, and we have a show on Saturday. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and right. I literally went on to Craigslist and put out a posting saying, "I need an editor that knows the software." Um, I got all these offers, but they were charging an arm and a leg because it was last minute. And just when I was giving up and saying, oh, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do, a gentleman by the name of John Austin sent me a message saying, what do you need? I told him what I needed. 
He said, oh, yeah, I can do that. I said, well, how much are you charging? Because I know it's last minute. He said, well, let's sit down and talk about it. Tell me what you want. That that man gave me such a great price, and he was like, oh, yeah, I can get this done um, by Friday. And he had it done, and it was it was done, and it was done. So we get to the theater on Friday to do setups, and as we're hanging the chandeliers, the trellis that is supposed to go up to the sky breaks down. It just broke. It would not raise. It would not raise. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's it's Friday. Why is this thing not going? They were like, oh, we got to call a technician. I'm like, it's 1030 at night. Who's going to come? I just broke down and started crying. I said, I'm not letting people come in here and the trellis, the chandeliers are not up and everything else. He said, look, we will make sure this is ready for you tomorrow morning. I'll send you a picture first thing in the morning. The guy will be here. And I went, I didn't go to sleep that night. I got a text message from the theater at six in the morning with a picture of what the stage looked like. And I just broke down and started crying just out of sheer Aww. happiness. And I said, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Everything is going to wow. be all right. And I think all of us was telling you that too. We was just like, everything will work out. Even if, you know, it, it wouldn't be, but we all still be there. And that's, that was the beauty of it, I would say. Um, before I pass it over to David, Anthony, tell us about what is what do people need to know about the Capital City Web Awards? What to like? How do they submit? Okay. The date of the awards because it's going to be hot. <laughs> oh, it is. Well, first of all, let me just say, uh, let me just say, a lot of people came last year and they were not too familiar with Washington D.C. summers. Um, Washington D.C. Washington D.C. summers are very very hot. They are very Girl, very. I'm hot. gonna make you sweat. They are very humid. I believe I believe the temperature that day was pushing 97, um, 97 it was, degrees. It was 98. It was 98 yes. degrees because it was raining right before yes. I even got there. I was like, oh lord, but it was. And humid. it was so it was so unsafe that our DJ was supposed to have been posted outside of the theater playing music while people had while while people were arriving. It was the air quality was so not safe that we decided yeah. just to bring them in to the actual theater and put them on the stage and like while people were being seated he, he played. So first of all it the the date for the twenty twenty Capital City Web Awards is Saturday, July twenty fifth. Um that's at the end of July, people, it's going to be hot, um, so come, so come prepared. Um, um, it's going to be at the same location at the very beautiful Arc Theater um, in south in southeast DC, Anacostia, where I was born and raised. Um, a lot of people didn't even know that that was Anacostia, but or that Anacostia was a real place. It is actually a real place in DC. It really um, is. Um, and um, the day before, the Friday before, is our nominee. Uh, happy hour and and uh, reception. We're currently working on the location. I do know where that's going to be, but um, but until we get some paperwork signed, I'm, I'm not really going to say where you that is. You never say nothing. Uh, right. The um, if you want to submit your show, you can go to www.capitalcitywebawards.com and follow the and follow the instructions. The submissions are open now. We do have some brand new um, items. Uh, at this point, last year we just presented uh, best series. 
Um, and that was the top award that went to the toll booth last year. Um, this year, we decided to split Best Series to Best Series Drama and Best Series Comedy. So there's going to be Best Series Drama, Best Series Comedy. The actors and performers from the comedy series can also submit themselves in the acting categories um, as well. Um, Monday, we are having a production meeting debating if we are going to extend the acting category to get to guest actor and guest actress of a series as well. Ooh. So once, yes. we have our production, once we have our production meeting on Monday, um, but the most, the most important thing that I really want to drive home about the Capital City Web Awards is this is an award show that, that is not about exclusivity. Even though the mission of the award show um, is to celebrate and to highlight co- content created by content creators of color or minorities, that does not mean that we exclude series from the mm. award show. It's just that the mission of the show is to highlight. But if you, but but we, but we welcome everyone. Everyone is welcome, and so we implore everyone to come and submit their shows. Um, we we have great judges. I I guarantee you that our our judges watch every single submission that comes in. Um, they judge, they judge them fairly. So this is not a situation of where someone knows someone, someone knows someone, someone knows someone, and you win. That is not the case here. Um, everyone is like everyone takes their job very seriously. Um, and I think that from the moment you walk into the theater, you see that this is a legitimate, a legitimately produced award show from top yep. to bottom. And all around, yep. Definitely use this stuff today, and make sure that. And this is an inside joke. Anthony knows it. Make sure the cupcakes are there. Cupcakes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So, so, <laughs> so a side note: we had a very popular uh, cupcake um, uh, baker um, provide cupcakes for everyone that was on the red carpet. In the lobby, all of the guests and stuff like that. I think he, I think he did over three hundred something mini cupcakes. But I had my own, and some of these cupcakes were okay. liquor infused, shall we say? They were liquor infused cupcakes, and I had my own particular stash um, of cupcakes that I was going to enjoy after the award show. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but needless to say, when I went to find my cupcakes, it was only the plate that was there on the table. I like to point out while while he just told the story, I didn't think he was going to tell the story about the that. I like to prove my innocence by saying I did not eat any cupcakes until after I left the stage. <laughs> I just like to point that out. If anybody follows me on social media that night, you know why I said it like that. But anyway, so okay, good cupcakes will be there. See, see, folks, go to this award you submit. You get cupcakes. You get a good time. You have a good time. And not only that, but you get to meet people. Yes. You can socialize and yes. you can network. And it's it's just, uh, we could go on, on all night long about this award show. But, but David has some questions for you, Anthony. Yes. Because we have two Anthony's on, yes, we have two Anthony's on, this, on the line. So this is going to be funny. <laughs> so, all right, David, take it away. Thank you. As a member of the media, 
could you share your message to the daytime drama genre and what you'd like to see going forward? Um, okay. Uh, I have to choose my words very, uh, choose my words very, very carefully um, here because I can be too honest sometimes. Um, um, I feel as though, uh, I feel as though as it relates to the daytime genre, I believe that while there have been changes, I feel like there have not been enough changes. Um, you, you, it's still, you, you, we still kind of find ourselves waiting for a major storyline that is dealing with people of color. We're, we're still, we're, we're still kind of waiting for a sustained, should I say, a sustained storyline, um, sustained characters, not just people that are just coming through. Um, I think, um, we we actually made a conscious decision this year at Anacostia that we would sit out this year's Emmys. Um, and the reason why we decided to sit out this year's Emmys is because, number one, they're going through a transition period by the, the president yep. leaving and somebody else coming through. Um, I, am actually, I am actually slated on the judging panel. Um, for for uh this year um i'm i'm not sure what i'm i'm not sure what i'm judging yet because they haven't sent that to me yet but um we decided to sit out because we didn't because as they're trying to i guess re sort of like revamp the system sometimes the first go round is sort of like the testing stage and we didn't want to be in the testing stage, so we decided oh. to sit out. So we decided to sit yeah. out this year. So I'm hoping, what I'm hoping to see when the nominations come out, I'm hoping to see that it is. I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, and I won't say it live, but I'll send you a message. I can tell you right now. Back in the past, I can tell you at this moment. The name of all, the name of all five shows that will be nominated for digital drama series. I can tell you right now. Yeah, I can certainly. Tell you right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell you right now, and yep. and that's a problem. That is a problem. That is a severe problem because because you because you because you take away the joy of someone. You take away the joy and the excitement of someone submitting their show and feeling like their show is going to get equal treatment. Now, now, from what I understand, they have a bunch of different um, checks and balances in place right now. Um, I personally feel, this is just how I personally feel, I personally feel that every single category should be judged by members of Natus and Addis only. Because if you're doing an award show and you say that the ju- and you say that you're being judged by your peers, opening up the voting for anyone to sign up, those people are not my peers. Yeah. So, so if you have That's a group true. of people, if you have a group of people that are fans of one particular show and they just haphazardly get that category, 
you already know where their vote is going to go to. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So I so I'm hoping that so I'm hoping that I'm wrong when the nominees come out. Um, I don't think I'm going. To, I, I I'm I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm hoping that the, the five shows that I think are going to end up in that list will be joined by some fresh faces or some new blood that's not affiliated with other that that's not affiliated with other people. Because I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. nothing feels worse, and I'm being completely honest, nothing feels worse. It's one thing for you to not get a nomination, and you look at the slate and say, okay, I can see why we didn't get a nomination. It's a completely different thing to look at the names on a list or to look at the names of shows on the list, and you ask yourself, how the hell did we not get a nomination? Right. Well said. Mm-hmm. So mm. I'm hoping my fingers are crossed, and so we will, so we will, so we will see. But that, so that would be my, so I mean that would be my message, really. And one that is a powerful one too. Thank you for well, that. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, we got. Uh, I guess I'm gonna be honest here. We sort of got blackballed. <laughs> um, we got blackballed. Um. Well, excuse me, I won't say we, I. Um, I got sort of blackballed for speaking my opinion about a situation that happened on the red carpet at a particular um, award show um, about, like, uh, two years ago. Um, um, we were on the red carpet of this um, award show, and the photographers put their cameras down when we stepped in front of them. Um, I noticed it. Everyone with me noticed it. I said something on stage about it. Um, I did a video, a, a live video about it. Um, no one said anything. No one at the organization said anything after all of that. Um, the only time they said something was when someone else from a different digital series made a particular comment about their award show. And instead of contacting that person, they turned their ire on me, which is a bad idea. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they've not been paying attention or that they've never really met me be, before, but that's not going to go well. Um, and so um, I, stood my, I stood my ground, and it caused a, 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 it caused a rift between people that between myself and people that I was very fond of. But the one thing that I'm all about is communication. And when you called me to have a discussion about something that has hurt me and your and you continuously say you have nothing but love and respect for me, the first thing that I would expect to come out of your mouth is I'm sorry that happened to you. Not mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. why are you doing this? And that's never going to sit well with me. That's never going to sit well with me. So we stopped participating at that particular like award show. But 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 I mean we wish them well. But that's just things that happen that make me want to make my award show 
even for the people who don't win, I want them to come and have an experience. I want them to come right. and walk away feeling like they did win. Because I remember the first time we went to our very first award show. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like that acknowledgement. And, and it's a big thing. And I want these creators to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to say, and they do too, Anthony. I just want to let you know, they, we all did. Because like you said in the opening speech, that we're all winners. Win or lose, absolutely. we're all winners. You know, it's just something like right now, you know, we're doing, you know, the podcast and, you know, I always feel and I'm like, well, hopefully somebody's listening. And, but I feel as though we're doing something. Yeah, we're, we're contributing mm-hmm. to something. And at the end of the day, we feel pride. We feel an accomplishment. It's kind of hard to explain in, in a sense, but that's what it is. So it's, I always say, I've, lately I've been saying that I, nobody needs to take anybody's shine away. Absolutely. And that was right. the thing, like at the awards, when you when you made that speech, and I know I'm talking a lot tonight, I know I'm sorry, but um, the thing is, is that when you came out, like we all know the role that you've gone, you know, that you've taken. And for all, all of us who've been watching Anacostia since day one, and this is before Martha and all of them came on, and we've gone through that transition with you. And, right. you know, when, because I know about that, that that situation too, and when when I saw it, I kind of shook my head, and I was like, why? Like, yeah. I didn't understand either. And, and to this day, I still don't. But I always say, don't let somebody, you know, because of that, look what happened. Absolutely. You decided, boom, create create something to make all of us feel worthy, you know. And like you said, and the one you have thing no... I told, yeah, the one thing I'm sorry, the one thing I told the media and the press, um, and our phone call up the night before, I said, let me tell you all something. I appreciate you all coming to cover this event. Every single nominee who walks on that red carpet needs to be spoken to. They need to have their picture taken. They need to be treated like they are the stars because this award show is about them. And they made sure that they spoke to everyone and took pictures of everyone. I was just incredibly proud to step on stage and look out into that audience and see these content creators from L.A., uh, New York, Boston, Atlanta, Texas, Chicago, Arizona, just to see them all in Southeast D.C., dressed to the nines, looking good, standing up, applauding, cheering each other on, I felt so full. I I, I literally felt like God said, I have a mission for you. Let me pull you aside. I I, I have a mission for you. I want you to do this. Um, And the reward is going to be when you see everyone in that room. And when I saw everyone in that room, I went backstage and I said, we're going to be good. We are good. And lo and behold, that show went so smoothly and we got finished in an hour. <laughs> so I think we started at 7.01 and ended at, and we started at 7.01 and we ended at yeah. like 8.02. And I'm looking around backstage at D Freeman like, you're back here already? 
And she said, yeah, yeah, I'm back here. I'm like, we only got one award left? And they were like, yeah, yeah, the show is almost done. I'm like, how long is that? They said, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's only been an hour. I felt so good. Everyone was happy. We went to the happy hour. We went to the after party and had a ball. That's what this is supposed to be about. It's nice to win the awards, but the camaraderie, the togetherness, the community is what it's all about. So I was grateful. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. We like. I know. I'm I'm caught up in the moment too. He. I I just love the way you speak. You're so eloquent. Oh, thank you so much. So my second question mm-hmm. is: You managed to bring three heavy hitters from the world of daytime: mm-hmm. Martha Byrne, Elizabeth Hubbard, and Jennifer Bassey. What Mark. do those three women bring to your table? Wow. Well, let's start off with the very first one. Um, things changed for us dramatically when I first met Martha Byrne. Um, and uh, we spoke, and she said, hey, um, I've been checking out your show. Um, I would love to come and do something on it. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> and and she was so serious. So she was like, no, I am very serious. Give me Send me, send me, send me, send me some ideas that you have for me to play. And I was like, uh, Martha, uh, I don't know, because my mind is kind of different than most people. She's like, good, send me what you got. And I sent it to her, and she loved the role. And she said, when do you want me in D.C.? And she came in, and she did it. But what she did more than that when she came, and this is an experience that I hope and pray every creator gets. What she brought with her was not only her talent, but she bought something more that you just cannot buy. She bought her experience in. And when she came in that first day, everyone, even those who weren't on slate to film that day, came because this was a big deal for us. And even she would tell you she had an audience, like, sitting on the floor, like, in front of her, watching her work. And Afterwards, she was so gracious to answer questions. And, like, some of the actors had questions about, well, how, well, how do I get to this point as an actor? How, how do I get this range? And she took her time and she, she told everyone, and I think that you can definitely tell a difference uh, pre-Martha Byrne and post-Martha Byrne because everyone mm-hmm. stepped, everybody stepped that game up because the, because the, joke, on, because the joke on set was, don't embarrass Martha, because Anthony gonna fire you. Cause Anthony gonna fire us. <laughs> so that, so that was a joke. Don't do anything that Martha's gonna feel embarrassed about, or Anthony's gonna fire us. And so, um, so when they watched her, when, when they watched her walk, and they watched her talk, and they saw her preparation for a scene, they took notes. That they they took notes on that and applied it. And when when Martha got finished. And she said, well, I don't know how this scene ends. I don't know if I'm dead or if, or if I'm not, but if I'm not dead, I would love to come back. And I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah. I'm, she said, I had a ball. Um, I, I would love to come back. And when she came back the second season, when we, it, it's funny because I said to her um, when she finished her scene in the hospital bed, 
I, I, I said, you know what, Martha? The Emmys have a brand-new category for um, best performer in a new approaches uh, series. And I said, um, I'm going to submit you because I think that what we're doing is, like, really, really good. And she was like, you think so? I was like, yes, I think so. I'm going to submit you. Um, and so um, we submitted her, and both the show and her got nominated, and she ended up winning. So that so mm-hmm. that really so that really put eyes that really put eyes on the show. Like, wait a minute, Martha Byrne is over there. She she won a third Emmy for a, for a role in the show. So maybe we should check them out. So then then Martha calls me. She says, "I have an idea." I said, "What is it?" She says, um, "What about Elizabeth Hubbard? Do you think that she, yes? You don't even need to finish it." You need to finish that idea. I don't even know what the idea was, but yes. Um, and, and so, and so she said, "Well, I've been talking to her. She looked at the show. Um, I have some ideas about how we could work her in, and um, write something and send it to me." I wrote it. We 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 are collaborated on it. Um, she sent it to Miss Hubbard. Miss Hubbard told Martha, "I would love to do it." And next thing you know, we were packed up on the way to. Liz Hubbard's house in Connecticut, um, and we shot that, and then she got nominated for it. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, so then Jennifer Bassey, funny story. So we were on Twitter, we were on. I was on Twitter on the Anacostia page, and I was just posting random stuff. And out of the blue, Robin Strasser replied. Girl. She replied to my tweet. And I'm like, that is not the real Robin Strasser. And I sent her a message back. I was like, is this really you? She's like, yes, it is. So I said, uh-oh. Mm-mm. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I said, oh, no. So, 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 I, so, I, so I called the gentleman that we were working with. I said, hey, um, I think that she would be good on the show. So send her some stuff about the show. They, 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 had, a, they had a communication, and – it turns out that when we were that we were just about to start filming, and she had a scheduling conflict, but she said to um, our former um, co co executive producer, she said, um, "While I can't do it, let me recommend a good friend of mine, Jennifer Bassey." And and they called me and they said, "Okay, well, 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 can you write something and send it to Jennifer?" And I was like, "Of course I can." So I wrote it, I sent it to Jennifer, and they called that evening and said, hey, uh, Jennifer wants to talk to you. And I said, wait a minute. What do you mean she wants to talk to me? And they was like, yeah, she wants to talk to you about what you sent to her. And I'm always kind of, like, worried about stuff like that. Like, oh, God, like, is she going to call and say, oh, all right, I like it, but can you change this? Can you change this? I was like, okay, like, set it up. They called, and she got on the phone, and she said, Anthony, why are you not writing in the soap? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. She said, because I absolutely love this. I absolutely love every single word of this. And and we talked on the phone, and we went back and forth. We came up with a schedule of when she could come in. She came in. Uh, she came in and shot all of her scenes in about two hours, um, and she was back out of town. That same particular day, and then she got nominated for an Emmy. Oh Lord! Kind, kind of won, kind of won, but didn't. <laughs> so, so, oh so, wow! 
So depending who you ask. Um, so kind of one, but then. So um, the winner is Moonlight. Right. So um, <laughs> so so it's been awesome, and then and then we and then we got fortunate to bring in Lauren Lauren B Martin. Um, um, this past season with a very devastating storyline about gun about gun control and gun violence in like in in just your average standard neighborhood, and that and that touched and that touched a lot of um that touched a lot of people and uh, and Lauren won an award for that recently as well too. So um I'm so I'm I'm very fortunate to be a creator that can take storyline and, and 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 apply my own personal uh talent to it effectively e- enough to where these storylines actually resonate with people that are watching the show. That was amazing. Thank you so much. No, you're mm-hmm. welcome. I I have been blessed. I have really been blessed. Mhm. Okay. So this is going to be like a strange run. Anthony, do you have something mm-hmm. to ask Anthony? That's that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's got a few questions to ask Anthony. <laughs> well, oh, and first fire away. Thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for having I me. I will oh, absolutely. I will take the proverbial hit and say I didn't know anything about Anacostia until Martha Burns. Mm-hmm. Um I grew up in New York City, and I don't see where I live what the country sees, right. but I travel enough to understand that what I see and where I grew up is not the norm. And we're not a political show, but I'm going to bring some. I'm going to bring it to a political level for a moment because we've got mm-hmm. you, and I know you're going to tell. My mom, my mother always said, "Tell it like it's CIV." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now, I think, you know, now that the impeachment is done, I think we're done hearing quid pro quo, thank God. Um, but the thing that we hear now is the black vote, the black vote, the black vote, oh, the black yeah. vote. Yeah. So I want to ask you in terms of mainstream media and, and mainstream content, you know, there's a lot of push out there that we need to diversify, we need to equalify, so on and so forth. At this point, do you feel it, can it actually be done? And are you hopeful that the talk that's out there is going to turn into something, or is it just lip service at this point? Um, I would be that's a great question. Um, I I I would be hopeful if it wasn't the same conversation every year. Every year it's the same. Every year it's the same. Every year it's the same conversation. It's about it's about diversity. It's about inclusion. Every year it's the same thing. It's it's the same. Like it's the same year. Like when are we going to get to the point to where we don't have to talk about it? Um, we are we are constantly we are constantly bringing it up. I find it very I find it very interesting, right? I, I find it very interesting that we are in a that we are in a time and a place where someone loses his someone loses his livelihood 
and can't play a game that he loves because he took a knee to protest people being shot and killed in the streets. But now it's like, now let's pay attention to the community as a whole because they can change because they could change the face of this election. It's it's very weird to be in a society where you are made to feel not that you do feel you're made to feel that you're like good China. Everybody knows that you're there, but they don't pull you out until they need you. And. Mm. And and we're talking and we're talking about this being 2020, not not 1959, not 1932. We're talking about this being 2020, and there's still there is still a huge like the whole situation with BAFTA recently about them not having any uh, nominees of color. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Why is this surprising? Why is this 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 isn't a situation where every year we've had our pick of faces in those nominations? Why? Why is it now so? Why is it now so so shocking? Like every every year we get to this point to where we talk about. This is so white, that's so white, this is so white, that's so white. And nothing is done. It's good to talk about it now, but now that all of the award shows are over, ask yourself this question. Now that the Oscars are over, how many times have you heard about diversifying in, 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 in entertainment? Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. to be talked it, – it's a good talking point when – it's a good talking point when you need it there. But again, it's just it's there is no reason why we're in the time and the date that we're in right now and we are still asking for what everybody should get. Equality. Right. There is no reason there there is there's no reason why Here's my – I have a problem with something that's beautiful, um, and I, it's, not that I, it's not that I have a problem with what's beautiful. I have a problem with um, how, how, how people are praising Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for supporting his son who has decided that he's going to go by – a fee, that he's going to go by a female because that's who he feels that he really is. I, I I find it so shocking that people are praising what should what should be a no brainer. This is your child. This is about support. This is about support. This is about your. This is about so unconditional love. Of your this is about unconditional love of your child. It happens every day in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. So thank you. So, so thank because, you. So because they are celebrities, 
it's like, oh, well, this is the brand new, oh, well, oh, well, these are, per- oh, oh, well, these are parenting goals. Um, if you're looking at Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for what they're doing as parenting goals, then something is wrong with your parenting. Something, because that, cause that should already be instilled in you as a parent from the moment that child takes his first breath. Do no harm to that child. Support that child no matter what. You don't have to agree with the decisions, but support that child no matter what. So to see these people acting like this is something brand new is just baff- it's, it's just baffling to me. But that's where but that's where we are. That's where we are in this society. That's where we are. We are always fifty years behind. Absolutely. I have two more questions for you. I'm going to bring it back to the awards at the end, but the next question is sort of along the same lines. The communities that are underserved out there, LGBTQ, Uh African-American, the aged, the finally aged, and the disability community have been struggling for their voice, have been struggling for their place, have been struggling to be thought of as just other members of society rather than quote-unquote special group, special interest, so on and so forth. Do you see a value in all coming together and making one message and going forward that way rather than pulling out the talking points when it serves certain purposes. Absolutely. I I think the whole slogan is love is love. So we are, we, at the, at the end of the day, black, white, Latino, gay, straight, whatever, we're all human. We're all human. We all want the same thing. We all want we all want the same thing. We all want love. We all want to be treated with respect. We all want to be treated with kindness. We all want to be appreciated for 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 what we bring for what we bring to for what we bring to society. And unfortunately, un, unfortunately, we have a we have a leader who mm-hmm. we have a leader who has allowed the previously masked to walk around without their mask on and still spit the same hatred without any repercussion to it because he gets no repercussion. So mm-hmm. we have to we, we have to remember as members of the LGBTQ community, as members of the Latino community, as members of any underserved community that number one, we have a voice. We need to start using and amplifying that voice. And it starts with not saying if my candidate does not win the nomination, I'm not voting. We need to get away from that. We need to get away from that. Our voice is powerful. You see what's happening right now. Joe Biden is saying, "Hey, look, these first two these first two primaries, I wasn't going to win those anyway because they're in two places that is predominantly white. My 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 voting constituency is 
minorities. And when we get to Nevada and South Carolina, you're going to see a difference. My fingers are crossed that we do see that difference. But what, what we need to realize is, listen, listen to what this man is saying. He's telling us that our vote, that our vote can effect change. So if your candidate is not the selected nom- is not the selected nominee, let's do what the Republicans in the Senate did. Let's stick with the party and go along with it anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't say the middle part, Lutley. Absolutely, blank, Lutley. Absolutely, blank, Lutley. And that's what it's- we're missing. That's what we're that's what we're missing. I sometimes get so frustrated when I see this when I look at CNN as much as I love CNN, I get I get frustrated with CNN because I think sometimes the the media can unwittingly put out a narrative that can sway a person's opinion. And when you say that oh Joe Biden the former vice president um, couldn't even win in these two um, um, these two early primaries. How can he be expected to be the nominee? Well, the last I checked, you got to get to over nineteen hundred. Uh, uh, you got to get to over nineteen hundred delegates, and two and, and, and two primaries, two caucuses is not going to do that. So, and you also need to mention that, by the way, this is predominantly white, and this is predominantly not his territory. So, when we as a community hear that, it starts. It starts us thinking. Well, wait a minute. Are we with the right person? Are we should 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 like should we jump ship to somebody else? No. Stay your stay, stay yourself where you are. Almost I had to catch myself. Stay where you are, and hold strong. We have a powerful voice in this election, but it's not going <coughs> to help us if you stay your tail home when you are needed. Get your butt out there. Register to vote. And we can effect change, but we have to do it as one. We have to do it as one party, much like the Republicans did. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very thankful of your time here. So my last question: um, the show last year, like you said, first and foremost, was so much fun. It was it was the perfect mix of what. I expected when when I heard about it almost last minute. Mm-hmm. So what is your what is your vision for this year, July twenty fifth, and what is your vision going forward? Do you want this to be? Do you want this to be a long lasting? You know, move into mainstream at some point. What, what's your Absolutely. vision for this year and and moving forward? Well, for this year, um, I'm expecting ten times more of the fun that we had um, last year. I um I've been having uh production meetings uh with as far as state as far as staging like I actually draw so so I'm not an artiste but I can draw well enough yes, you are. to where I can <laughs> like like I can draw well enough to where I can give it to a stage crew and say this is what I want my stage to look like. Um and so when I gave them what I want my stage to look like this year, they sort of looked at me and was like, "How much time we have?" I was like, "Well, hey, you have until July." And so they were like, "Okay, we can manage this." So um, I think people are going to be really blown away by just the optics of it. I think that they were blown away last year by the optics of it, like when the doors open. Um, so I think they're going to be blown away by the optics. I'm expecting there to be 
there is a opening that we're filming. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's an opening that we're filming uh, in two weeks that is going to uh, kick off the award show. It's a it's a recorded opening, and it's paying homage. Let me just say, it's paying homage to a very popular uh, '90s sitcom. I'll just say that. Um, so that's what's going to open. That's what's going to open up the show. But um, and starring yours truly, mm-hmm. it's it is so ridiculous that it, it is so utterly Mm-mm. ridiculous. Totally. Ridiculous. Any room for Candy Girl in there? <laughs> <laughs> it is so ridiculous. I'm telling you, when you when you see this, you're going to be crying in your seat. But um, um, and and then just going forward with the show, I want the show to get bigger and better. Of um, of course, I want it to reach a level to, to where it becomes, even if it's not on the mainstream, mainstream level, I want it to be something that these creators look forward to every year. Um, I, I want it to be that award show that even if you're not nominated, that you still want to come out just to support your, just to support your fellow content creators. Um, I want it to be a place where, as Candace said earlier, where people can sit around, meet one another, and actually talk to one another build friendships. What I love about last year moving out of that was seeing the friendships being made on Facebook and Instagram and people and people and people communicating with with each other. That's my that's my mission. If God had a mission statement for me for this award show, that would be it. Just to bring everyone together and to have a really good time. So I'm hoping that you guys come out um, on July the 25th, I'm hoping that you guys submit your show. I'm hoping that you guys come and spread and spread and spread the word because it's going to be one hell of a party. It's going to be one hell of a party. Bring a fan, bring something to keep you cool because it's the middle. It's, it's late July in DC. It's going to be hot, but come ready to have a great time. You really don't have to do anything. Everything is free for you. Um, except except your ticket. Um, but everything in the lobby, as far as, as far as the refreshments, the sodas, the waters, everything is there for your exposure. We just want people to come and have a good time and enjoy themselves and walk away feeling appreciated. Well, Candice and I will definitely be there. Thank you so much for answering the question. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I definitely, I, I, like, I definitely, I definitely, like, appreciate it. And thank you for the support that you guys give us and for what you guys do because people do, people do listen. People do listen. Yeah. And more importantly, we appreciate. We appreciate. So never, ever think that we don't. We appreciate. We appreciate you. You know, sidebar note before anyone else goes, you mentioned one publication early on in this conversation. And the other mainstream publication actually gives Anacostia a good amount of love, especially yes. on their podcast. Um, yes. I just wanted to point that out. And, and again, thank you so much. Absolutely. We definitely, and speaking of, speaking of Anacostia, we are going back into production for the rest of season six. It's going to be amazing. The scripts are done. They are tremendously hey. crazy. And it's just going to be something special. So just wait till you see that opening. That opening is crazy, too. But um, it's going to be great. Thank you guys for having me. And I look forward to seeing you guys this summer. Thank you, Anthony.
You're welcome. God bless you all. God bless you as well. God bless you. Thank. Have a good have a good evening. Okay. You too. Well, everyone, yet another powerful, interesting, well diversified, if I may say so, yes. interview. <laughs> wow. Eight o'clock on the dot. I don't know if we've ever gone an hour. Well, maybe we weren't an egg, exactly an hour, but yeah, we we've hit an hour a few times. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was nice. I like him. Yeah. I really do. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's what you he's what you awesome. see is what you get. Um, what Pretty you much. hear is what you get. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's um. I knew that this was going to be I knew this was going to be an interesting conversation. I knew that he wasn't gonna take it to the level of it's us against them. He pointed out you know, and I'm a white boy, just in case anybody don't know Anthony Corona. Oh well, hello. Um, but he pointed out what's out there without turning it into and it's enough against them. And yeah. and he highlighted he highlighted what his mission is, and he's such a fun, but very, very, very well said, well put together way. Mhm. Mhm. And it, it behooves—it okay. actually behooves us to, for, for, or behooves me to say, I don't think Pam put a lot of work into into puts an amazing amount of work into the show. First off, put a lot of work into having tonight happen. But it wouldn't have happened without you, Candy Girl. <laughs> so, I just absolutely want you to take your bow for a moment. I know nobody uh, can see thank it. You. But, girl, take thank your you. bow. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. No, you had a lot I mean, of faith in me. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I met, I mean, I've known Anthony now. Or I'm gonna say it has to be going on maybe five, six years. I wanna say that. And like I said, you know, I've watched Anacostia since like season one. So when you know, like obviously like like Anthony, you said you only knew because of Martha Byrne who everybody knows as Lily Walsh on as the wall turns and rightfully so on other projects. But it's just, you know, like digital series, and you guys can attest to this. I always talk about it on Periscope and whatnot. To me, it's like, okay, we we still respect the fact that these four soaps are still on the network. You know, amen, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But, But there is a whole world of other soap operas out there that people... I mean, the the fact that Anacostia has been on for 11 years, most people would have just thought it's only been on five. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. So, oops, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Well, I'm going to fill in while she's having technical issues and say that why, you know, he pointed out something that's really kind of important to, to reach out to him. 
there are two high-profile digital content, um, you know, seasons that are coming up that are highly anticipated and so on and so forth. And I don't want to yuck on their yum, or as, as Candace said about the shine, I don't want to yuck on their yum because they are good shows and they deserve the fanfare that they're getting. But it is absolutely, absolutely true that Anacostia does, does not get the attention that it deserves at this point. Just first and foremost, forget Martha Byrne. You've been there 11 years. You've been out here 11 years. You've been telling fresh stories for 11 years. It's, it's hard. It's very hard to get a fourth season, a fifth season, a sixth season. You're here telling fresh stories 11 years. You can hold this up in the digital content world to they're a Law and Order Special Victims Unit. They're a not planet. You know, they they are royalty in the digital content world at this point. I hope we get Candace back. All right. She can pick up her point when she comes back. It is Valentine's Hopefully. Week. Tomorrow is the big Cupid event. I know that I have been shot. Hello? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. I know that I have been shot in the butt by a Cupid arrow, and I thank God every day for the love that I have. We wanted to celebrate a concept that has taken a backseat more often than not on our four Mm -hmm. favorite shows. I love love in the afternoon. You don't. So, you don't see very much. There she is. She's back. Hold on. We don't Candace, see did very you want to finish? Let me see if I can Before we go into Love in the Afternoon, did you want to finish your point? And could, did you hear us? No, no, Hold on. Okay, go. Okay, yeah. This is what happened. I got so excited that I tripped over my freaking charger and the phone died on me for a minute. But what I was going to say is that you see all these talented people and they're doing, like, amazing work. And the fact that you have some soap stars, like, who wants to be a part of it, that tells you something. Like, digital, like, I'm telling you guys, there is a whole world out there. You have Broken at Love. You guys, you guys know about Broken at Love. You guys know about it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's just a world, and the Capital City Web Awards have just, and I mean, this was only year one. This is going to be year two. Oh, man, the experience. I'm just, mm. oh, love it. Love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And yeah, it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be humid. Well, I can't wait to be your plus one this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Without that's, that's a doubt. Why. it was like a party. It was seriously like, you know, like, if you've ever gone to, like, like awards bank or banquets or something or, you know, like, you know, those kind of things, or you've seen it on TV, you've probably seen, like, everybody has kind of a, I don't really want, well, I'm going to just say it, like a, a like a, a attitude. Like, some awards, you know, look, you guys watch the Golden Globe Awards. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah. with this one, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was just, like cheering each other on, like whether you was nominated and you lost, P- 
people were still applauding you. You were applauding the winners. People like, you know, we're like all in this together. And Anthony is right. When, and I'll just be, you know, growing up, everybody knows this story. I used to watch the daytime Emmys. I used to do the red carpet at home. Like, I literally had red, a red towel, and I used to get in my Insta dress and walk and pretend that I was actually, you know, being the celebrity. He literally made everybody feel like that. <laughs> like, everybody. And, right. And it wasn't, I mean, you know, everything should have been on, like, him, but it wasn't. I mean, it was, you know, but, you know, it was just, it was an experience, and the fact that we all like we all feel like we accomplished something that we're still accomplishing stuff like now, like you guys who are listening, you know we we hope we're accomplishing the fact that we're voices that that speaks your opinions about the soaps, you know, like we're about to talk about something that is kind of missing in daytime right now, love in the afternoon, as we all know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. I love you. There you go. Well, Cue the music. I have, I have a prepared little bit. When when David had said that that was going to be our main topic for this evening, I have a little bit of a prepared idea that I wanted to, to discuss. Um, yeah. Love in the afternoon is definitely what the soaps, what the soaps have been known for. You know, we think about stories like The Ice Princess or Karen on the stand admitting she's a hooker. We think about the first abortion on daytime. And those are all powerful moments. At the moment, we have two Alzheimer's stories going on on two different shows. We get the public service. We get the, we get the, the family dynamic, the drama between families, and so on and so forth. But the reason that people have tuned in, the biggest takeaway from soaps are what? Love. Love. Luke and Laura. Patch and Kayla. Yep. Vicky John. and Nikki. Uh, Victor and Ni- Vicky and Nikki. Okay, that'd be a show. That'd be a show. Vicky and Nikki. Come on, girl. No, sorry. Victor and Nikki. You know, Love in the Afternoon has turned into a plot sideline point. You have a couple like Chase and Willow yes. who have had some beautiful, cute moments, and they've they taken have. the slow build. They've given us – we have not seen – look at Lyle, Lyle – Kyle, what is wrong with my tongue tonight? Look at Kyle and I Lola. I don't know. They were flirting for four minutes. He bought her a pocketbook. They broke up. She got a food truck. Yeah. They got back together. She needed a liver. There was the big, you know, uh, wall <laughs> between their relationship. They got back together. He kissed Summer, and boom, they're breaking up again. All in the space of less than a year. Less than and a year. what was missing in that storyline and I'm pointing this one out Whoa. because I think of all the four shows, this one is the most. And, and I love you, Young and the Restless. You know I do, and I'm I, every show we give you ideas on how to bring us back to what to what we want to see. So it's not about bashing you. It's it's about pointing out the things that that are frustrating us fans. What was missing in that storyline, guys? Um, Candace is. 
got bumped off again. So I'm All right. Well, so I'm I'm gonna speak for Candace because I know exactly what she would say. Where She's was the say love? That there, where is the love? Where was the love? You showed us drama. You showed us attraction, but you didn't make us believe that there was any real basis for love in this relationship. So no one's shocked. No one's no one's mourning this latest breakup because there's been no love in it. The love in the afternoon has no, turned into a side into a side story, and that and, the, and it should be more it should be more of um, a constant going forward. Um, keeping it there, uh, like like the sun beating down on them, and should be like a guide. So to speak. You know, there's a there was a beautiful storyline a couple of years ago on Days of Our Lives, obviously, um, that has gone through so many dynamics. It was it was the first widely received. Yes, General Hospital had been flirting with it. Yes, as the world turns, it ha- and I love that. Actually, I actually love Luke, the Luke storyline. A, just a slight bit more than Sonny and Will. But uh-huh. you gave us five minutes of love and an amazing wedding, an amazing wedding, an amazing wedding. But you gave us five minutes of love and, and the rest of it is all being pushing away from love. The, the only real loving love storyline that I can point to at the moment, kudos, congratulations, General Hospital. You have really turned it around in so many ways. But also with with Chase and Willow, you yeah. gave us, you made us believe they're in love. Maxie and Peter, WCF, no. what the what the what the what? And what the I hell? love Finn and Anna, and Finn and Anna is kind of close to, kind of close to what we saw with Chase and Willow. But even that is, it's it's not the love that we saw in the eighties and nineties, and yeah, right. it's not the eighties and nineties anymore. But people still love and want to be loved and want to love and want to, and want to share that. And when they're not in love, they want to look at people that are in love for inspiration for when they do find love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could talk all Absolutely. night about this, so I'm going to pass yep. the baton along. Candace, girl? Okay. Okay. Ah, oh, man. As far as couples goes. You know, I mean, I agree about Chase and Willow, how organic it is. And I think that's what's missing in daytime is the organic feel of a couple. Um, You alluded to, like, the 80s and 90s. And, you know, the 80s was super couples. Everybody had a super couple, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, you had to become them, and I think, yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, like, today, like, I I see, and I kind of cringe when there's people on Twitter and Facebook saying that their couple is like a super couple, because to me, the super couples, no offense, that was a term that Days of Our Lives pinned, I'm sorry, GH fans, but Days had that first with Doug and Julie, and 
the thing is, is I always say that today's couples are the modern day super couples. There's a big difference. I grew up, obviously, y'all know me. I, I grew up, I mean, look, Reva and Josh from Gone Light was, and that was everything. Oh, um, Kathy you know, and Richard. Even the clone girl? Even the clone? No, that actually proves something is that that's how deep your love is, is that if you, if somebody came up to you and say, hey, I can clone the love of your life, what would you do? Like, would you take that risk or would you just like grieve? So I always like looked at it like that growing up too. I mean, (sighs) As far as like the young, I mean, and and it's ironic because today is the anniversary of when the the tragic start of this couple happened. Is Elizabeth and Lucky? Mm. I'm, I mean, mm, General Hospital. You had some good ones too. You had Robin yeah. and Stone. You had Robin and Jason. Like, oh God, I I could be on here all night, but. To me, as a, as a younger viewer, I'm going to say it like that because I feel as though that's something else that daytime, especially the news that we got in the last 24 hours, don't mean to understand that you still have to have love in the afternoon to gain younger audience. And I think somehow, some way, they've lost that. It's not about a merry-go-round a la Bold and Beautiful. It's not Mm -hmm. about I want to be bad all the time. It's organic. It's when two people fall in love. And you look at, I mean, okay, if we really go there, (laughs) in the way that things are now with Instagram and social, and Anthony, you're going to laugh when I say this. But you look at Teresa and Ethan on Passions. (laughs) 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 We all do this. We have that celebrity crush that we close our eyes at night and we fantasize about. And don't you dare say you don't because you do, okay? Yep. That love, like, I mean, I, I forgot the celebrity that did that, though, was, like, saying that they was going to marry this person, and they ended up marrying that person in real life. Oh, my God. Who was? See, now I'm going to have to go online. But, no, as far as, like, you know, the couples and everything, I mean, Victor and Nikki, good grief, man. Oh, man. Reva, Josh, Lily Holden, Lily Damien. Yep. Robin Pet. Oh, God. that's too many couples. Cricket Danny, Danny Charlie. Cricket Paul. Oh my God, <laughs> Danny and Michelle. Um. Oh, God. Eden I and mean, Cruz. Oh, Eden and Cruz. Yes. Eden oh my God, take me back right now. I mean, Erica Kane. Look. Wait Which a minute. One? Let me let me get on my soapbox. <laughs> Erica Kane proved something that you can find love. In ten different guys. Yep. Thirteen different marriages. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> to see people. 
I mean, it's plain as fish. And, I mean, like I said, you look at Young Love and you look at Phil and Tara from All My Children. Yes, I went back that far. Yes, I know about that. Watch YouTube. Um, you look at Jackie and I, I mean, it doesn't always have Dragon to be. Dragon Jenny, uh, Angie. Oh, Angie, <laughs> Jesse, I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Vicky and Clint. No. Vicky and Ben. Vicky and Ben. I can't. I I love me some Vicky and Ben. I did not like Vicky and whatever the professor got. I cannot remember his name. Oh, Sloan. Sloan. I did not like Vicky and Sloan. Well, you know. Asa and Renee. Yeah. Let's go back to Channel 4. Wait a minute. Let's really go there. Blair and Todd. Now, so, right. wait a minute. Now, let me explain this because I'm going to compare them to. Okay, here's the thing. I know I get a lot of HB heat and for. Miss Sally. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to go. I'm about to say it. I'm about to say Philip and Beth, but. I want to make Tabitha, an honorable mention to, Tabitha to, to and Philip and Harley. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh God, I'm getting teary-eyed. Y'all making me talk about God like, and y'all know. And then I got to go to Ask World Times with John and Lucinda. Bobby, oh, my God, Harley. Bobby, Kim. <laughs> Will and Gwen. Oh, God. Excuse me for one second. This is. <laughs> But see, this, this is, is a Crimea River matinee. Right, but this is what's missing in the genre. I mean, we're we're sitting here naming couples, and we just got feelings. Mm-hmm. Jake and Paulina. Oh my God! Yeah, I know you were just looking at those. Carly and Jack. You were just looking at them the other day. I was. Because sometimes, I mean, look, we have the couples of today. I mean, obviously, the popular couple is Ben and Sierra. And that is, and and I know I have various opinions about it, but I will say that, you know, they do, it's kind of the, the, you know, uh, you know, homage to bad boy, good girl, you know, a la Bo and Hope, a la Jennifer and Jack, you know, and the thing is, is that they're one of the modern couples because they try to put a modern spin on things. Now, we just talked, you know, about Will and Sonny. And, you know, real quick, shout out to Freddie and to Chandler because. Yes. Yes. Be- yes. I, I yes. mean, I, I have a lot of words, but I'm going to be very polite about this. But I want them as well as the fan base to know that they did, a, and I'm, I'm going to say it, as far as it goes, they did bring people to days. They did represent days quite well. And Freddie Smith was a great ambassador for Days of Our Lives. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, he was. So I I really want to take that opportunity to say that, to you know. Um, but you take a look at Days' new crop of couples. You have Belle and Sean. You have, you know, um, Sarah and, and Xander. You have Nicole with either Eric or Brady. Y'all take y'all take on that one. Um, you know, obviously Ben is here, and, and you just look at the fact that 
I don't know. It's it's still it's it, it's not like like you said, Anthony. It's not the, it's not the seventies. It's not the eighties, and it's not the nineties or early two thousands. But it's it's a different kind of love in the afternoon, I guess. But at least there's still love in the afternoon. There is. There is one. There is one in particular from General Hospital that, well, to me anyway, um, has the potential of going that way, and um, I hope it's a slow build, just like Jason Willow. And I, you two may not agree with me, but I am so liking Ava and Nicholas. And I, I am loving Ava and Nicholas. I loved them the first time around, and I love them now. Um, and I think, I think if they tell the story right, yes, it most definitely has a, a fire potential. I just want to go back to what Candace said for a second about the news that we're all, or most of us at least, are, are mourning yeah, and, yeah. And, and raging. I, I want to point something out because she said, Belle, and um, Sean, excuse me, she said Belle oh. and Sean, and days let go of Brandon and Martha, a.k.a. Belle and Sean, basically at the height of their popularity, Basically, yeah, they did. From what was what was put out at the time, and I just recently um, had an saw an interview with um, Brandon Beamer, who who solidified that fact. Now is he solidifying that fact because he's back on canvas right now? I don't know, but when he when he left, they basically said to him, "No one's ever dead in Salem, but we've told so much story." It's time for the viewers to want you again. It's time for them to miss you again. You'll be back. So I'm hoping that that's the, that's the, the um, stand and, and tact that Days of Our Lives is taking right now. And Bell and Sean is probably the most glaring, glaring um, Example, God, I don't know where my tongue is today. The most glaring example of that that I can think of at the moment, but they're not the only one. They have definitely, they have put, even John and Marina, they've put them, yeah. they've taken them off canvas, um, you know, only to bring them back. You know, so I don't agree yeah, with some them. of the ways that they brought them back, but, um, you know, we can hold out the hope that this is for now, not forever. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just no one's ever dead in Salem. Yeah. Wait, That's I true. just thought about another couple. Jonathan, Jonathan, and Tammy. Okay. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> We're gonna cry. No, All right. So, no. you know. It's been asked in all the publications. It's been asked back in the days when there were actually soap talk shows on the air. Yeah. It's been asked in other podcasts. So we might as well, we might as well do it here. David, what is your, what is the couple that you first connected to? Is it the same as your all-time favorite couple? And what is the one couple that you'd like to see back in back in action? 
even if it's on a show that does no longer exist. Oh, my God. First couple you connected to, favorite couple of all time, and a couple that you wish you could see back in action. Actually, it was Steve and Betsy on As the World Turns, I think, was my first one that I connected to. All right. You save a couple of all time? Of all time, um, I was always and always will be a Holden and Lily fan. There you go. All right. Man's the world. Mm -hmm. And a couple you'd like to see back in action? Back in action. Puberty, and for me, 
Make oh, sense. Well, I'm going to give you a roundabout of what my real age is, but I um, <laughs> loving Trish and Tucker, One Life to Live, <gasps> Cord and Tina, and on General Hospital, it was a little later on, but I also most definitely fell into Robin and Stone like there was no tomorrow. Robin and Stone is the first couple that I looked at, minus the HIV, and saw people I knew and people that I, right. I could be. Um, Cordentina was just whack, but it was just so much fun to watch. Um, but Trish, Tucker and, and Stone... I, I could have been them. Um, so look, you know, I can't pick I can't pick one out of those three. Those are those are what got me into couples. Yes. Yeah, I know. Um yeah. my yeah, favorite were like at the top of my head, so Yeah. My favorite couple more? of all time I think is gonna is gonna surprise all of you guys. Um but I, I as far as how much I was invested in, and I was an ABC. I was a, a you know a Channel Seven boy, but something about Eden and Cruz, just there was just something. The pa- it was just a passion between them, and that's got to be what it was. It was fire between them every moment. Um, so I think how much I invested, it was definitely Eden and Cruz. Um, and a couple that I would like to see, I've got so many. I'd like to see Josh and Reva. I'd like to see Luke and Tracy. Um, my God, I, there are so many. But I, I guess my top two would be um, Josh and Reva and Luke and Tracy. Yeah. Quite honestly, I really would like to see a Luke and Tracy Laura triangle again, but done right this time. Um, yeah, so those are my answers, guys. There you go. There you go. That was, I mean, I, you got to think, like, we literally was, like, probably just thinking up top of our head. Like, now, if you get gave us, like, a week, we would have came up with, you know what? Homework assignment. We want to hear from you guys, our listeners. Just like the questions that Anthony said, who was your first couple that you really remember and connected to? Who is your favorite all time? Your all time. Favorite soap couple, past and present. And if there was a, a couple, either they aren't together anymore or from the canceled soap, who would you guys like to see back on, on television? Like, let us know. Hit us up on social media. It's not that hard. David, can you add those three questions to the recap post for tonight's show? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do my best. Well, 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 I'll send it to you so you can post it. So you can post, yep. post yeah, it. Yeah, you send it to me. Yep. Send it to me. Yep. Yeah, and if and if we have different answers, because I know somebody is saying, wait, McCannis did not say Liz and Lucky. Well, I did, but nobody said, but she didn't say Emily and Xander or Coop and Liz. Yeah, I, I know, but look, I was like, on, I just said it, so there you go, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, it's just a little over the half, a little less than half hour left. So I guess we should do quick recaps for the four shows. Um, Candace, okay. why don't you why don't you run us through CBS real quick? Okay, so yeah. um, finally we got our soap back. Amen, hallelujah. It was a struggle, but the struggle was real. But we're back. 
So on uh, Young and the Rossless, the main uh, topic is is that um, Sharon's cancer. It is cancer. She's on chemo. Um, shout out to Sharon Case. Um, uh, girl, get that Emmy nod because and you're bringing awareness to this storyline. Um, she um, in the last couple of uh, episodes, she had some insecurities about cancer and the way people would treat her. Um, you guys saw the special episode, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was just, uh, it just, for anybody who's gone through it, you know what she was feeling. Also, Billy is suffering from something. Egotistical thing? I don't know. But, you know, he, him and Victoria are deuces. He's done. He moved out. Victoria's like, well, I, 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 I. she thinks because, you know, it was, it was evidence given that, um, you know, Billy and Amanda are, why do I feel like when I just said Billy and Amanda, I thought about Meryl's place? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I know. that, you know, that they're, they're more than just friends. And Victor, you know, Victor doesn't like Billy. But Victor and Victoria yeah. had a nice moment where Victor was like, get all your anger out, get it all out. And, you know, Amanda and Victoria confronted each other. Billy got arrested and whatnot. With that Ripley, yeah. Amanda's ex, who, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this. If my attacker, stalker, abuser was in the same room, I would not act all calm. And then when somebody new comes in the room, I will act all frantic. I'm sorry. I think something's up with Amanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's well, cool. You know. I, I'd right. be I mean, scared she, to death. I mean, yeah, I would be calling some people. I'm just, oh, I don't know about that. And then there's the big one, the big drop. Get ready, folks. Anthony was probably crying. David was probably shake shook. Kyle and Lola broke up, y'all. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I, 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 I needed to find a therapist. You need a therapist? Well, you know, Sharon is also <laughs> a therapist. So there you go. Um, but no, here's the I think Kyle on the hotline. It was temporarily out of service. Oh, dang. We'll try your call again later. Um, pretty much said that summer has always been in his heart and his soul. And Lola's like, what? Because the starting it was Kyle and Summer Kiss, okay? They, kept, they mm-hmm. kept it to themselves, but Theo overheard. And then, you know, Kyle can't keep a secret to himself because he got that panic look. And Lola was like, what's mm-hmm. wrong? Like, tell me. And so it all came out. And then Lola, you know, because here's the thing. Kyle and Summer also had sex. I'm oh waiting for somebody to pass out. Anthony, wake up. So, oh, I'm you know, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, Kyle and Summer no. are like, no regrets. No regrets. And Theo told Lola. And Lola told, 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 well, Lola decided, okay, let me see how this feels. And she pushed Theo up against that refrigerator, that Maytag refrigerator, and tried it. And Theo stopped himself and herself from making a big mistake. While Kyle and Summer are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm those are definitely the this. highlights. Yeah, those are highlights. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say this real quick. I, 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 yeah. I like Kyle and Lola, and I like Kyle and Summer, and I like 
Summer and Theo, and I like Lola and Theo, and I like Cal and Theo. Yeah, you try to figure that one out. I feel as though, and I'm going to speak for a lot of people, I felt this was rushed. Yep. Because yeah. two weeks ago, Kyle was all about Lola. Last year, Lola, he married Summer for to get a piece of Summer to put in Lola. You mean to tell me he used Lola? Like he felt like he had the white knight syndrome that Liam Spencer has? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I real quick before we, I know we got short time, but Anthony, what did you think about that? About the sudden change in Kyle's attitude? I honestly, I you you just hit the nail on the head. I felt like they you know they've yep. taken a a book a page out of the Bold and the Beautiful book. Um, you know, it, 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 none of it none of it felt organic since Kyle and Summer Part 1 way back three years ago. None of Kyle and Lola ever felt organic to me, and this version of Kyle and Summer don't feel organic to me. I honestly thought that Theo had the hots for Kyle, and that was all going to come out. Um, And no, it's not because I'm LGBTQ. It's just the writing made us go that way. Um, None of this feels organic. And, and, you know, and honestly, you know, I, I, I will forever joke, joke about the purse. Um, but there was more emotion, more emotion about that damn purse than there was in him admitting that Summer was always in his heart. That feels almost like when Thomas came back and it was like, hope is the love of your life? Seriously? Yeah. Seriously, is there a journal? Can, can we see a journal? Can we see something? Because I, I never heard that. I never saw that. And that's what that's you know that's what this has felt like, yeah, and that was a very okay. interesting segue to to lead you to L.A. And before you give the recap, I just want to say kudos, Bold and the Beautiful, for the last couple of weeks for having actually more than one storyline going on. So yeah. let's hope that this is a trend that is going to continue. Kudos, going kudos, forward. kudos for giving us more than one storyline. Thank you, Candace. Take it away, yeah. girl. We have some sad news to report tonight. Um, Sally Spectra is sick. Um, Unknown what her conditions are, but from the evidence that we've seen, she's shaking, headache, nausea, and a fear of not being able to do anything. Stay tuned as we find out what her condition is. But Katie knows, everybody else knows, and Katie blabbed because she felt it was her right to tell everybody, including Wyatt, who, in case you missed it, dumped Sally for Flo, the love of his life, who also was a part of the baby scheme. Y'all know that baby scheme. But he's in yep, love. What baby Flo. scheme? What baby scheme? <laughs> <laughs> you know which one? Girl. I, look, look, wait a minute. Hold up. Let me just say this. They might have forgot. A winner is where Wayne Brady Right. Thank you. That's my point. Thank you. There is no way in reality that people are going to get over. And and, and, I'm so sorry. Both of the beautiful. I loved almost all of this storyline. I loved hating the storyline. I loved loving it. But now it's almost a joke. 
It's almost it's, a joke it's, because there, because he went. From, I mean, there is he went back and forth and forth and back. And now it's like it never, it's, not like it never happened, but like, oh yeah, he took my favorite, she took my favorite blouse and wore it to and wore it to the dance. I'm uh, really mad at her. Come on. Okay, let me just so so everybody can understand where I'm coming in at. I don't have a problem with the story, but it's with Wyatt. Yeah. That's my problem. Wyatt has never been a back and forth guy. He's always no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Candace, but let's make a list of everybody Wyatt's been with. He's the ultimate freaking ping pong ball. Yeah, he well, is. Here's the thing, but here's the thing, though. He hasn't gone back and forth the way Liam does. Compare Wyatt to Liam. I rest my case. No. Wyatt's, um, Wyatt's, Wyatt is the good time guy. Wyatt. When it gets hard, he ping pongs somewhere else. But here's the thing, he, you know, he has had, but here's the thing, when he was with Hope, when Wyatt was with Hope, who else did he go back and forth with? When he was with Stuffy, who did he ping pong back and forth with? When he was with Ivy, who did he ping pong back with? The problem is with me, it's like, okay, you was with Sally, right? And then here comes the love of your life that we didn't know about named Flo. And then all of a sudden... You get you get carried away, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, Sally? Um, Flo came back into my life. Um, I'm gonna dump you. And then when Flo, you know, the whole thing came out, and then Wyatt found out, he goes back to Sally. That is a Liam move. When one woman does something, he goes to the other one. And I, like I said, I had the biggest pet peeve with Sally. I was like, you better not take him back. Because if you do, uh-huh. you're going to get hurt again. And I was like, okay, maybe this is going to work. Maybe this is going to work because, you know, da 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 But then all of a sudden, here comes Flo. And with this, why you do? Jump Sally. I'm like, okay, so now you're trying to be the new Liam. To me, and now I mean, that he knows about, the, well, here's the thing. Katie, and I really want y'all to take on this. Because Katie knows about what's going on, okay? So my question is, do you think she had the right to tell people about Sally's condition? Anthony. No. No. No, I don't. David, David, do you think Katie, big brand mouth herself, you know, I... But let's just is, call let's call Wyatt what he is real quick to put a cap in that conversation. He's in love with falling in love. He has no yeah. concept or want to actually stay in love. Doesn't know what it is. And Katie yeah. Katie it baffles me at the moment. I don't know if 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 the character build up that they use to write her now has changed or whatever, but she's not the same Katie from three years ago, five years ago. That's first and foremost. It's so glaringly obvious that she doesn't even discuss that she went through with Wyatt too. That bothers me, and it absolutely bothers me that, you know what, if you're going to tell, 
you at least give the person the, the ultimatum to tell themselves it, in a situation you know like that. Yeah. I'm going to say, if Katie had to tell anybody, why not call CJ? Why not call up Coco? Where is Coco? Where is her aunt at? Like, if you're going to Auntie. really tell somebody. No, it's her right. grandmother. Grandmother. I'm sorry. Well, Sally's also alive, apparently, too. The OG Sally, somewhere in the Bahamas. But Macy, like, you can call her family. Why mm. tell Wyatt? I mean, you have to say, you honestly think Wyatt is going to do like Bill did? You know, when Katie, when Katie was sick, Bill all of a sudden was like right by her side. You know, with Wyatt, he's like, well, why didn't she tell me? Because you were somebody else. All right. Time check. We have two soaps and 12 no. minutes. Okay. David, okay. give us a quick recap on Days of Our Lives. On Days of Our Lives, Gina has been found out, and she is in custody trying to get out, trying to get out of uh, the uh, the police room, and Sean has gone in there trying to bring his mother out of there. So, and right now, Stephen O is masquerading as Steve with Kayla, and he has hidden her phone and blanked out all the messages from Trump someone trying to get her. Um, I think he's planning something with her. I don't think she's going to find out so much. Um, I really think Yeah. John and Marlena? John and Marlena uh, are found. They've been found each... Each of them know what was going on. And I was surprised with the Malena and Hattie switch. I didn't expect that, and that was a nice surprise. I So Kate brought Kate brought Hattie over to Prague and somehow they got Marlena out so she could go find John while Hattie pretended to be Marlena and you know, and uh, Stephen O. did not care for that. In the meantime, we know that Will is innocent. He did not. He is not responsible for killing Adrian. Is that what you're waiting Drum for? Drum roll, please. Who is? Yep. And... Right now, they think it's Maggie, but I don't think it was her either because I don't think they, the powers that be would want to do that to a beloved matriarch of the family because that would be painting her in a corner. I don't think it's Maggie Candace? either. Any I don't comments? think it's Maggie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's Maggie. Um like I said, I, I my theory is it's Summer, the daughter. That's mine. Um, also, you know, this whole Will being innocent thing, okay, you know what? 
okay, <clears throat> I still can't get over how he was still involved in the accident. You mean to tell me, and this was such, see, Dave, you missed the opportunity for a PSA announcement. You mean to oh, tell me Will could Yeah, like you was talking to Will on speakerphone. You couldn't stay on phone. Call mama. <laughs> you was literally looking at the phone and playing Russian roulette while driving on a freaking freeway, roadway, whatever. In the middle of the night. Like literally you like we saw it. So to me, okay, he may be innocent in the accident, but he's guilty for texting and driving. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. The only thing I'm going to say for Daisy is I don't think it's Maggie either. It better not be Maggie. And I do not want a quick resolution to Stephen O. I'm sorry. I am so loving everything about Stephen Nichols playing this char- playing this version of the character. I, I-, I don't want an end yeah. to it. Princess Gina, I don't mind if they integrate the DID personalities or however you want to explain this away. Maybe they're going to call in Andre Maddox and, and have a rememory transfer. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, you know, Gina can go. I, I like Gina in doses. She can go, but Steven O, let's 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 play with this for a while because this is this is some good soap. And real quick, right. shout out shout out to Sean Brady for being the only smart person to figure out that his mama wasn't really his mama. I say Sean Brady for police commissioner. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You're right. I, I thank you. There's been so much that that kind of got lost in my shuffle. But when when that was going down, I was thinking to myself. Oh, all right. He's not Dudley Drew right after all. He really is a cop. Okay. Yeah, he is. All right. General Hospital. Got to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for throwing this Taggart storyline for playing it the way you're playing it. I don't... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Um... I love Nicholas and Ava. I love the way that they're playing out the reality with Anna and Finn and dealing with the justifications of both. A, there's a new daughter up in the mix. Hi, Emma, by the way. And B, that she is playing the Peter cards the way that she's playing them. Um, It's not the Anna that I'm used to. It really isn't. But I'm okay with it right now. I want to see what they do. If they go right with it, then I'm okay with it. Um... What else? I have a question the mob for you. War? Yeah. I have, I have a question for you. This was yeah. brought up in uh, in some place else that I was listening to. What if that's not Anna? Uh, well, I've been thinking that myself. Um. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I really don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I think that storyline's been done too much, too. You know, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Let's let's cable that for now. Um, okay. Unless, Candace you, got, Candace, you must have something to say about that. Uh, 
I feel as though that they should have already played the Anna <laughs> Alex card a few times, especially regarding Peter's paternity, regarding the twinning situation with the mom math thing. Um, you know what? I wouldn't be. I'm gonna say it like this: if done correctly, and lately GH, you've been doing right. You've been doing good in certain areas. If they can actually pull that off then kudos to them. But they're going to need somebody to really be there for that storyline. Mr. Derizari, and I'm going to just say that. I'm just going to say that because that is the only way. And I'm going to add another layer to that. I'd love for Hayden to have found out off screen and continue to help keep it. If they're going to do this, then make this the umbrella storyline and do it right. Don't have Anna found, you know, don't don't have this all done and wrapped up in three episodes. If you're going to do it, do it right. And absolutely, Dr. David Hayward, oh, my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, can I ask the two of you, are you invested in this mob war now? Do you feel <clears throat> investment coming? Take it away, David. I, I do. I, I am intrigued with... Cyrus, and he sort of has Sonny shaking in his boots, and I don't know if they're looking for a a bloodbath like they used to. I wasn't too keen on them. I liked it, but you know I. I really can't right, make Candace? up my mind. I, I, it's got to be done well. Let's put it that way. Um, I, first and foremost, I, I kind of figured this is where they want to go at um, because they're trying to bring in the classic GH and merge it with the new. Um, I just don't want it to be the typical Sonny Corrento's always wins type, you know, type story. I want to see this new mob life actually excel. And I'm calling it now Brandon and Carly. Yeah. Oh, Brando and Carly? Yeah. Brando and Carly. Yeah, yep. I saw I'm, that, too. I'm calling it, I, I'm calling it I honestly, I honestly thought that this was going to come to um, Valentin and his lawyer. So I'm glad that there's a character called Cyrus and they didn't take that route. Um, in sidebar note. Oh, you're glad it wasn't Valentin? Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't Valentine. It would have been too predictable, I, and it wouldn't have gone well. Um, just sidebar note: What accent is he actually trying to portray? Um, <laughs> I don't uh, know. The uh, uh, Tad Martin, whatever his name is. What accent is that? Where he's supposed to be from? Um, Martin Gray. That's a Southern accent, isn't it? Oh, we don't have much time. We got ninety seconds. All right. Thank you to Andy Anthony. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony, to Anthony Anderson. for coming on. Yeah, uh, Andy Anderson. What is wrong with me tonight? Thank you, Anthony, for coming on tonight. Everybody, check out the Capital Web Award. Please answer the three questions from tonight and let us know about love in the afternoon. Please come back in two weeks and have some more fun with us. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us at Take Two Radio Soaps. You can find me at Anthony31C on Twitter or Anthony Corona on Facebook. Candace, take it away. At Candy Pooh on Twitter, Candace Mack on Facebook.
David? David Silvani on Facebook, Take Two Radio Crew on Twitter. Hope that Carolyn is having an amazing time. And Pam, be well. Still we miss you. We love you. We'll Good night, you everyone. Soon. Happy Sunday. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com.